Welcome to the Matrix Care Podcast from the software leader for out-of-hospital and long-term care. Matrix Care is dedicated to sharing knowledge and empowering providers across the care continuum, including home-based and facility-based care organizations. Today, we're going to hear from Kevin Whitehurst, Senior Vice President of the Skilled Nursing Solutions for Matrix Care, and his special guest. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. This is Kevin Keith Whitehurst with Matrix Care. I want to welcome all of you to our lesson from the front lines of COVID-19. I want to introduce you to Cassie Diner, our Senior Product Manager at Matrix Care. So I hope everyone is being safe, and I want to thank you again for joining us today on this very important topic. So let's just jump right into this. Cassie, why don't you tell us your origin story? Sure. So, well, getting my nursing bachelor's degree, that's kind of the time that I became increasingly interested in both long-term care and technology. Um, I actually completed a gerontology distinction major, basically just so um, I could apply that to any nursing that I went into. Now, my first job ever was working as a dietary aide within a nursing home that I still currently work at um, on call and kind of help out, especially around the COVID pandemic here. That is where I've actually worked for 15 years. So right out of college, my first nursing career was at, as a charge nurse at that healthcare facility. And one of the first kind of roles that I played was assisting with changing documentation from paper to an EHR system. And that's kind of when I realized I enjoyed teaching and learning about different EHR systems. Therefore, when I found Matrix Care, it was kind of the perfect fit for me to utilize my skills of technology, leadership, and nursing. That's excellent. You know, it's very rare to find um, someone with the nursing background as well as the technology background. So Matrix Care is proud to have you on board there. And speaking of Matrix Care, what is the company doing to help providers manage COVID? What is Matrix Care doing? So Matrix Care is really dedicated and really focusing on creating features that will provide um, the value of improved workflow, accessibility to policies and procedures, improved communication between the residents and their family and outside providers allowing you to have a place for COVID testing and tracking of that information. And most importantly, really helping save time. So we know that time is such an important aspect these days. And really it's about giving time so that they can spend more time with the residents. So here at Matrix Care, we've looked at also the top three costs that long-term care facilities have had to deal with around hiring new staff is one, testing of residents and staff is another, and cleaning supplies. And these were really taken into consideration as well when we decided which functionality to provide to the end users. So just to name a few of the features that we've created to help providers really manage COVID is around an easy way to schedule and document those extra cleaning tasks that are now put onto the staff. Checking the temperature of refrigerators might be an example of that. And then also tracking and trending and maintaining standards and procedures for the organization. So really an easy way for those working to have one spot to go and find those quickly as they're working within the EHR system. And then also an easy way to create letters or communication that go out to the residents and their family and an awesome infection tracker. And as I mentioned, these are just a few, so there's much, much more that we're working on as well. Wow, that's really great. You know, when you look at all of that added responsibility, it's nice to know there's technology that can really help them um, through all of these changes. 
So Cassie, just moving on here, there are so many opportunities for skilled nursing facilities to improve the way they deal with this pandemic. So let's begin by telling our audience what we've learned about the process of screening the staff, residents, and the visitors. Yeah, so for screening staff and visitors, it's really important to have a staff that's dedicated really at that front door to screen anyone that walks in. Um, I've you know, seen firsthand some facilities that don't have that dedicated person there and it can become chaotic. It's hard to really track and make sure that you are being compliant with asking questions as they're coming in, et cetera. So it's also helpful to provide laminated questions for them to ask the visitors to ensure nothing's missed. So we know that the questions are kind of being tweaked and changed almost daily even and making sure that they have access to the most up-to-date information that they're supposed to be asking. Uh, you can also utilize matrix care though to house these specific questions electronically. So as things are changing, you can put it in one spot and everyone has access to them at any time. Now, when it comes to screening residents, it's important to utilize the EHR system to electronically document this process. You know, that's going to allow for not missing information, um, not missing if you're writing it down on paper, running the risk of losing that. And it's important to contain this information electronically so that you can easily track and trend this information over time. Absolutely. So can you explain to our listeners what we have learned about testing? Sure. So routine testing should be based on the extent of the virus within the specific community. So therefore, facilities should really be using their county positivity rate in the prior week as a trigger for staff testing frequency, so how often they're doing it. For example, I work in a county that has positivity rate of 6.8 right now. So that is actually forcing us to be screening staff every week. So it's kind of becoming increasing, but again, it's based on the positivity rate. So you want to make sure that you're you know, up to date on that information. We also know that rapid testing is a hot topic out there right now. That's where you do it right there. You have a machine, you put it in and you wait 15 minutes and you get the results. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a great tool that they put out there. I know that some have been saying that there's false positives, so it's something you want to take into consideration when deciding whether or not to use that type of tool. But we've utilized this for agency staff. So when we need to call agency and have someone come in, they haven't been able to get tested on that weekly basis with our facility. So we've been able to use that rapid testing to make sure that they're safe to start working with us. And when we talk about resident side of things, um, making sure you obtain ongoing orders for continued testing is really important. And we've actually utilized social services to assist with obtaining those consents since they're typically talking with the family often, you know, setting up care conferences and virtual meetings, things like that. They can just throw that question in as they're talking with the family and getting those consents. And that just really makes sure that we're able to continue to test on time. It's important to know, though, that continued testing has caused many to choose both residents and staff to start refusing the testing. So you want to make sure that you have a procedure in place that can address this right away, that everyone is aware of what to do if someone refuses, and making sure that it's documented. And all of this information that I've been kind of talking about around testing um, can be kept within a surveillance binder or stored electronically. Interesting, a surveillance uh, binder. You've mentioned that a couple of times. What's included in that? Yeah, so this is really an idea that came from some of the clients that I work with, and it's a way to keep all the information in one spot. 
It's a one-stop shop for anyone to easily access, and it's a way to easily prove that you're following those CMS guidelines. So you can always choose to keep this information updated within Matrix Cares corporate documents as well for staff to have access to at any time that they need to. But basically, if you um, have a binder or some sort of way to keep it all together in one spot, it's going to allow you to keep items such as the continuous monitoring of your or county positivity rate, as I talked about, um, those orders that you're obtaining for the continued testing, a procedure to address refusal of testing, as I mentioned. And if a new outbreak occurs, then documenting ways to prevent that transmission from going any further is going to be helpful. So overall, testing strategies around those who are symptomatic, any outbreaks, and routine testing is something you want included. All right. Thank you for all that really valuable information. So every time I read about COVID and every time I speak to customers, um, they always talk about the infection control protocols that they are being scrutinized for. Can you share with our audience what are some of the best practices for infection control? Yeah, definitely. Infection control is one of the main things that I continue to hear people to ask about. So you really want to be sure that you are continuing to complete in-services and auditing of your staff often, especially with, you know, this new infection control has kind of been brought to the forefront, but it's becoming that new norm, as you would say, that people are starting to really become more relaxed and not staying focused on things such as, are they doing proper hand hygiene? Are they ensuring that they have correct PPE before they enter the room? I continue to see people removing or coming out into the hallway without removing their gloves beforehand. So some of those small little things that are important for infection control have now kind of became the new norm and people are starting to relax a little bit more. So what you wanna do is utilize your EHR system to document things such as templated progress notes or assessments that staff can really ensure that they're being consistent and you have accurate tracking and trending of that infection information. And then if there is a breakout, this can help with your review of the documentation. So if you have, or not a breakout, outbreak, the review of documentation for who worked with the specific residents to hopefully then prevent the transmission from going any further. So it's kind of a combination of ensuring you're still auditing and watching staff firsthand to remind them that, you know, now that the fear of entering the room has kind of become uh, more relaxed, that they're still following those procedures, and then utilizing your EHR to document things consistently. Wow, um, Cassie, you've been exposed to quite a bit with COVID, you know, working at Matrix Care and working with our clients and actually working in a facility. You know, I thought it would be really good to share a real life story with our audience today. You know, with all of the exposure that you've had to COVID in the skilled nursing facilities, can you share any specific experience with a resident that successfully recovered from COVID, what that experience was like? Yeah, definitely. So these stories are really the best ones. Um, mm -hmm. I've seen many residents who you know, are opting to either go on to hospice because they're in fear of the hospital or really just want to stay in their home um, and not having to go out if we can kind of take care of those symptoms that need to be managed. Um, however, I have seen many that have overcome COVID um, higher rate than those that have actually passed for it. So 
one of the main things is allowing the residents to really stay connected with their family via, you know, window visits and FaceTime and finding unique ways to incorporate their favorite activities has really helped them to continue to have something to look forward to. I was really worried about a specific resident who came in, you know, the main diagnosis was pneumonia. And then um, within that first week was diagnosed with COVID as well. So throughout that process, just ensuring staff were following the infection control protocols, along with continuing to provide, you know, his favorite activity of playing games, which we found um, could now be done electronically on his iPad, really kept him engaged and entertained and something to look forward to. And um, the fact that he had a roommate as well, it was really fun to see them communicate with each other and they started to motivate each other, you know, to continue rehabbing and recovery. And um, then he was able to overcome COVID. So that was kind of a fun story and something that I um, enjoyed seeing through the recovery yeah, process. Absolutely. And I'm sure his family was really pleased with that outcome as well. That's a great story, Cassie. Um, so yeah. kind of moving along here, we've talked about a number of topics and now um, I'd like for you to share with our audience um, some information or some of your observations about the admission process. You know, in thinking about that, the admission process, it must require a lot of new protocols. Can you explain what you've learned about that process? Yeah, good question. Um, this is going the process really is really going to vary by corporation, the community, or even by facility, but it's really important to continue to update policies and procedures and continuing to have them available within the EHR system um, for staff to all access at one time or ensuring that they are just aware of these changes. So I've learned that when you utilize an EHR system such as Matrix Care, utilizing the templated progress notes or assessments is a really clear way for allowing staff to know what steps need to be done based on their admission process. And the main thing to keep in mind is what are the necessary steps when someone comes directly from the hospital or really returns from leaving the facility for any reason. So is that are there different protocols for going on a leave of absence to the cabin or if they go decide to go to a doctor's appointment outside of the building versus someone coming directly from the hospital if they're the same. Um, no, that's an easy way to have consistent, again, templated progress notes or assessments, but if they're different, really calling that out so your staff know what's next. And um, we may also continue to consider virtual meetings for appointments when possible. That's something that we've continued to do so that we don't have to change the process of them coming back in and doing more assessments and keeping them quarantined, for example. Okay. So the other thing is the COVID-19 pandemic has had a negative impact on the staff and the residents' mental health. What have you learned to boost morale? Well, positivity is really needed more than ever in facilities right now. For example, I've witnessed those who always had a smile on their face when they came in have now suddenly become burnt out. They have to go on call, they're leaving, you know, just really need a break um, from all of this. So small things that you can do for staff really do go a long way. So for example, uh, when Matrix Care provides, you know, rotating messages, thanking your staff for your heroes for their work as soon as they log in, that's something that can benefit anybody. And then having fun things such as theme days, you know, where everybody dresses up or has some type of activity around that, that can be fun for both the staff and residents. So that is, you know, if someone's quarantined, they're seeing the same 
kind of clothing inside and out, might want to do something fun to kind of brighten their day. And when we talk about this pandemic, it's interesting to see that it's really pushed long-term care to take advantage of technology in a positive way. So staying connected for the family has become really, really important for our residents. Almost all residents now are given a smartphone for them to FaceTime in the evenings with their family. It's also a way that's been really impactful for loved ones to be able to say goodbye while someone's actively dying if they can't be there in the building. So really all this ties into the importance of ensuring that leadership and staff understand how to address emotional health of both the residents and staff. Well, those are some um, some really good tips there on uh, keep boosting morale and, and keeping them uh, motivated through this pandemic. When I talk to a lot of operators of skilled nursing facilities, I hear them talk a lot about a priority of safety and keeping their staff safe. What have you learned about that? So the required ongoing testing is really going to ensure that we're preventing the transmission or an outbreak the best that we can or that the facilities can. So ensuring staff always have proper PPE available, ensuring that they understand current policies and procedures, especially if they're changing often, I'm really keeping track that they understand what those changes are and what the importance of them is. Giving staff a break by utilizing agency might be helpful to prevent that burnout rate, as I've seen increase in that um, leadership. An example might do rotating shifts to help out on the floor. That's been really helpful. And it's important to know that the government also allows for a temporary license to practice in another state due to COVID. So that's something that I actually did for one of our sister facilities is go to another state. It was really easy to get that through the government and fast. And I was able to help out since most of their nursing staff was out with COVID and they could take time to relax and quarantine the way that they needed to. Okay. You know, we've covered a lot of ground here so far. This has been some really um, good information. You know, we've talked about safety. We've talked about morale. We've talked about infection control. We've talked about testing. You know, um, let's just kind of revisit technology. And can you reiterate how technology can help a skilled nursing facility dealing with this pandemic? Well, as mentioned earlier, um, this pandemic has really pushed long-term care to take advantage of technology in a positive way. I think is really exciting. Uh, some examples may include taking advantage of telehealth and Matrix Care has actually partnered with Third Eye Health, which allows the ability to communicate via telehealth with licensed practitioners 24-7. Utilizing Matrix Care Care Community is also an example, which allows sharing of data with hospitals or accessing data with external providers. And it's also mm -hmm. a way to increase ability for engagement between um, the residents and their families. Since staying connected with family has never been more important, we all know. As I mentioned before, almost all residents are now using their smartphone so that they can FaceTime. Staff has even you know, lent those out if needed because of the importance to stay connected. And it's also been impactful, as I mentioned before, for loved ones to say goodbye during someone who's actively dying if they cannot make it into the facility or they're not able to be there. Um, so I've seen that that be really helpful for them. And then another example would be, you know, taking advantage of vital sign integrations that Matrix Care offers, you know, which allows the machines to directly feed those readings into the EHR system. So you can avoid losing the documentation, 
especially around the number of times a day where they're taking vital signs and all residents have to have their vitals done now. So um, that's really another way to take advantage of technology right now during this pandemic. Very good information. Thank you, Cassie. Um, we hear a lot about PPE shortages in skilled nursing facilities. How are the skilled nursing facilities dealing with that problem? So I've seen a lot of unique and interesting ways that they have been dealing with that. Luckily, I've seen a decrease in shortages, which is great news for everyone out there. It was kind of chaotic at first. So one thing that we actually did was take advantage of handmade gowns from our community. So the independent side, they were able to make those. That was a way for them to give back and say thank you to the staff. Now, while that did cut down on cost of purchasing more gowns continuously, we did have to consider that it also created new tasks for staff to complete. So now we had added tasks such as ensuring they're washing them on a timely manner, that they're being dried. You know, one time we even had the handle break off the dryer, so we had to go use a different dryer that was far away. So just thinking of those things and making sure they're folded, brought to the PPE carts on time so that when someone needs to go into a room right away, they have that availability um, to utilize. And one thing we also did right in the beginning is really reach out to the CDC if you're having any issues still. But again, it's been great to see that there's been a decrease in shortages out there that I, at least that I've talked to or those that I work with. Good to hear it's improving out there. Um, this is great information. You know, another concern that's out there is with the flu season upon us, what are the skilled nursing facilities doing to prepare for another potential outbreak? Yeah, I definitely think this flu season could be a little bit different. Um, however, I think that everyone's a little bit more prepared and compliant with understanding and following infection control and knowing the importance of it. Mm -hmm. One thing that I think is important is vaccinating residents and staff as soon as possible. That way, if you do have an outbreak, you know, there's not confusion of, is this COVID or the flu, since the symptoms can be so close together. So if you can combat that by getting those flu vaccinations out as quickly as possible, that's gonna help. A way that we're able to capture or ensure that we're vaccinating all the staff timely is during our weekly testing. So as I mentioned before, we're in a county that has to have it, you have to have all staff tested weekly, but while they're there, then we also just give them the flu vaccine at the same time. So it's not like they have to come in another time and you have to worry about tracking down all of those people again. It's a way to just kind of combat both at the same time. Another thing that kind of allowed us to ensure that we were able to give them in a timely manner to our residents is obtaining the orders and consents as early as possible. Um, so again, you don't have a delay in administration. And then um, something that we did where I work is having one dedicated person to complete the resident vaccinations. And this has been extremely helpful for staff so that the staff working on the floor and leadership can stay focused on their COVID tasks. And then having one person in charge of the flu vaccines, you know, allows that time back to the floor nurses and um, staff so they're not having another task, you know, on top of the COVID extra tasks. So found that to be pretty helpful. Oh yeah, that's that's great advice. So is there anything else you'd like to share that you've observed? We've covered a lot of ground here. Well, I really think the main takeaway is just knowing that we're all in this together. So continuing to utilize all of the great resources out there will be important. Taking advantage of what Matrix Care has to offer to assist with managing COVID. 
and really doing your best to stay positive and ensuring or trying to help your both staff and residents stay positive as well. Okay, great, great advice. Um, what resources are available to our listeners who want information, you know, just for future reference? Yeah, and there's quite a few out there. Um, just to name a few that I've actually checked out or utilized would be CDC um, that has kind of shaped our policies and protocols, especially in the beginning. And CMS actually has a lot of great webinars and training programs out there for both the frontline or the end users, those that working with the resident directly, and then those in the leadership level. For around infection control, APIC.org really is a great way to provide, or they provide you journals, webinars, online events, and then also Matrix Care provides webinars on how to utilize and really take advantage of functionality out there to help assist with managing COVID right now. Oh, that's great information, great resources, great reference. So to our audience out there, we are wrapping up our podcast for today, Lessons Learned from the Front Lines, COVID-19. Cassie Diner, Registered Nurse, Senior Product Manager at Matrix Care. Thank you so much uh, for that valuable information and taking the time to speak to our audience today. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We want everyone to be safe and be healthy and remember and stay tuned for information on future podcasts from Matrix Care. And thank you and have a good day. That concludes today's episode brought to you by Matrix Care. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to visit us at matrixcare.com for more information on our solutions and services. Please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave a review if you enjoyed this episode or have other topics you'd like to hear discussed. You can follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook to hear more from Matrix Care. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.